Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Neville Medora, and today we got Dan McDermott over here. Hey, Nev, how's it going? It's going good. And uh, what are we talking about today? I guess uh, cohorts, classes, and stuff we've learned from doing lots of cohorts and classes, right? That sounds like a plan. We've got a bunch of experience going back for about a year now, so I think we've got plenty to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think copywriting courses in this position where it's kind of like a unique model where we're like kind of like half service, half course, it, it, it's a bit of a hybrid. And one of the things we thought about getting people into our monthly, quarterly or yearly memberships is releasing cohorts and classes that all have like a similar objective and everyone's starting at the same place and they end in the same place. So uh, typically, what have you heard this called? I've heard it called cohort based classes, right? Isn't that the word CBC or something like that? Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely been the model that uh, I think you interviewed uh, the founder of Udemy and mm -hmm. had a similar conversation around that. So I think there's there's definitely people talking about cohorts increasingly, and we have a couple friends who run very successful cohorts, um, you know, on different subjects. So I, I think it's 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 popular these days. Oh, it's getting really popular. It's kind of funny because yeah. it's just kind of like what a university or high school class is, but online. It's like everyone exactly. starts at the same place. There's a specific goal, a specific timeline. There's little check-ins in between. So basically learning is going online, you know, short of the story. And um, so we have done with Copywriting Course a couple of different ways. So most of uh, most of all, our Copywriting Course is evergreen. So anyone can buy it at any time. And if it's Christmas morning and you wanna buy it, you could buy it. If it's Halloween, you could buy it, you could buy it. But we started doing these open and close cohorts um, and what are some of the things you've personally learned? I know it's kind of, was it the first time you've ever done like a cohort like that? Definitely. The, I, I've participated in a bunch as a student, but I, this is the first time that I've, I've taught them. And it's been, it's been really eye-opening to see, uh, you know, just going back to your point about having sort of a, an intake place to, to start from is I think we have a lot of content inside the copywriting course where it's, it, it's almost overwhelming for a total new student to know where to go. And <laughs> So having that starting point to come in with a focused project, like because a, a lot of what we're doing, I think, is project based here, so that you can you get a really good feel for everything by showing up, sort of learning the ropes in a structured format over the course of a month, and then you know at the end of that month you'll know how to work with us, you'll you'll know how to navigate the course, and then you'll have this uh, fin finished sort of asset for your business. Um, you know, so let, me, can, let me try to paint a, a visual picture. So when you come into the copywriting course, it used to just be like eight pages of videos, right? Like a couple right. things on each page. So like, here's how to write an email. Here's how to write a landing page, whatever. And then as time went on, people wanted to know how to write autoresponders. Then they wanted to know more in depth about email services and then, and so forth, right? Like, and then freelancing and then all this kind of stuff. So we kept adding sections. And so now when you look at the menu, it's this monster of a menu, which is awesome because you get a ton. If there's any subject you want, we have mm -hmm. it. The problem is it's like, well, someone joins and they're like, well, do I do this all at one time? How do I do it? And as you know, just like watching videos about how to do something is nowhere near as useful as just doing the damn thing. So also in the course, we started adding like assignments. So there's email assignments, copy work assignments, um, homepage assignments, trying to sell an e-commerce product assignment. And so, like Dan's saying, it did start to get overwhelming for some students. It wasn't like a problem for everyone, but for some, they were just like, well, what's the way to go through this? So what was the first cohort-based course we did? Well, going back to last year, we did we did a couple of sort of boot camps, which were similar, but they were sort of early stages of this. The, the first formal cohort um, was earlier this year. And it was called Sell While You Sleep. And it was all about how to build a digital product that you can then sell and do all that within a month. 
So we, mm-hmm. went, we, we walked everybody through a week by week process with uh, little assignments and milestones for each week. And so that by the end of the month, they were, uh, they'd had something published and then we're promoting it and selling it. Um, and yeah, all that done within a month. Yeah. I mean, I really learned a lot from that. I mean, I remember going back and forth on like what we should yeah. charge for it. So we ended up charging about a thousand dollars, like nine ninety seven. but they also got full year access to the copywriting course. Mm-hmm. So, um, some of the, some of the things I've learned about sell while you sleep is one, it was nice that we had qualifications. That was yes. a big deal. Um, and here was how simple our qualifications. We debated if we should do like a whole survey <laughs> and we're like, eh, we're kind of running a little late on this. We're not going to do a survey correction. I was running late on it. So what we did was we just said, you have to have at least 300 social media followers. And um, I think we just kind of pulled that number out of our asses, right? Like, I don't know if it was like, was there logic to it? You know what? I, I think I think that happens sometimes where, yeah, it, it is a little bit loosey-goosey in terms of picking a number, but then just having that number, it sort of works because I think we're both relatively active on social media and we kind of can gauge when somebody has an active profile and, you know, liveliness yeah. around their stuff versus not, you know? So Yeah, if it, well, okay. Here was the problem. A lot of people say, well, what if you don't have a social following? Can I sell a digital exactly. product? And I'm like, okay, look, dude, if you're one, there, because sometimes there's people that come into the course and they're like, well, I don't use Facebook because I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. And you're like, okay, how about Twitter? No, Twitter, I don't trust that they sell their information <laughs> to the government. And you're just like, okay, well, look, if you have no one to talk to, yeah, you're at a disadvantage. Like, it's very clear someone with a big audience is going to have a better advantage than someone with no audience. So I think we said, so long as you have 300 followers, I think it was originally 200, and then we said 300, because I think most mm-hmm. people have like 300 plus friends on some platform, then you have a chance. If you're just totally anti-social media or anything, it's like, well, I, I don't know what to tell you, right? <laughs> so yeah, I think having having some qualifications, and then the other thing was you had to have a product to sell. That was That was a big thing. Like, we're not gonna help you find a product from total scratch. Like, you've had to... So- you had to sell one thing. That was the other requirement. You sold something online before. That that was to me the most interesting point out of all of that is that when once we started, even in the beta testing, when we were speaking to some of the, our current members who we used as, as beta testers, and then when people came into the course as as students, uh, what was really interesting is that everybody actually had a ton of product ideas that were that were almost ready to go. I mean, they so had Google many. drives full of stuff, right? And they were just 80% done, 90% done. And in most cases, they'd show up with this really complex, big idea that they were super excited about, but it was this huge thing that they'd spend years trying to do and just never got anywhere with. And what we did is just to kind of help them scale it back and scale it down into something simple and startable. So it's it was almost like everybody had stuff ready to go. It was just a matter of us helping them make it simpler. Honestly, I feel like that's what we did for the entire course. We told yeah. people to simplify their ideas. It, I think like in a nutshell, that's about 95% of what we did. Um, I thought that when we, we did a, a little bit of a beta test with some people, and I thought the technical aspect of it would be a little bit difficult for some people. And man, I don't think that was like even 1% of it. Yeah. That, that, did that, anyone that, even ask any technical <laughs> questions? No, it was, it was, it was really interesting because it was, again, people were where people were stuck were on sort of the complexity of delivering this big idea. And they'd, they'd often tried different tools and formats and different things where they, they knew that they knew the tool, they knew what Canva was, they knew what, you know, various, you know, lead pages and all these different things were, but it was just a matter of, you know, strategically, is my idea coming across okay? And that was the real question with most people. 
Yeah, that that definitely was a pretty surprising. There was no technical aspect. I thought some people would be like, how do you make a PDF and all that kind of stuff? And mm -hmm. it's just, I guess with like Google and YouTube, it just, it just was a non-issue. Like it just wasn't even an issue at all. So um, one of the things that I was very surprised about with Sell While You Sleep was the quality of people that we had in there. Um, oh, yeah. that everyone had an idea, in fact, multiple ideas. And it was the same thing every time they would have a course. So like one guy, Sam had a course uh, about <laughs> salary negotiation and he wanted to do salary negotiation in like a peaceful way, a non-aggressive salary negotiation. And he had a whole course about it, about why you should get a salary and da da da. And he's going to make this whole thing. And we're just like, why don't you just sell like a little document with like the core of it? And he did. And he started selling those on LinkedIn. And the cool part is, he started getting engagement from people on LinkedIn about when he talks about salary stuff. He had previously talked about salary stuff and noticed that people really respect him from it because he comes from a position of authority where he was like a like an HR manager at a company. Mm -hmm. So so he was the guy you got to go through. He's the gatekeeper, so he knows all the tricks and the secrets and the strategies. So he released that, and now that's kind of becoming like part of his shtick. Like he's kind of known for salary negotiation now. So it was one of the surprising things I learned from this cohort is like. Once we launch their small digital product, it's almost like a validation of if they should move in that direction or not. Yes. So for him, like Sam, it sounds like I'm pretty sure salary negotiation is going to be part of some business he does in the future. <laughs> um, whereas some other people where they're just like, uh, there was that, that lady who was doing an aviation thing and then she wanted to do like how to use an iPhone for old people. And she was really jazzed about the idea and I don't think it quite hit. Um, and I think that's the universe's way of saying... Maybe not. But that's like, I mean, I, I, I told you this while we were developing it out. I mean, you've got so much experience and sort of years behind kind of building and publishing products and selling them online. A bunch of us don't have that. And I think I'm a lot closer to that, to that level where, you know, thinking about that stage where you're stuck between ideas that you're not sure whether you should pursue or not. It's a big deal to just actually get a hard no. It's a really good. Like, it's a good thing to yes, put something out there. Right. And then just be like, oh, nobody's buying. Look, nobody's literally buying it. Then okay, at least I know. I I don't have to think about it. I don't regret anything. I don't yes. have any lingering doubts or distractions, and I can just shelve it and move on. I think you're right, and and it's not that I. Uh, it I think the thing is I'm just far ahead because I started earlier. And I man, if you know the amount of products I've made <laughs> that no one has sold, including some very public disasters, like you, you, you'd see why I'm a little bit better at it now. And it's just one of those things that someone has to go through. Uh, I, I mean, yes. I don't know how you could read about it a million times, but like oh that lady was so excited <laughs> to do her iPhone thing. And, and here's the thing. Okay. She's going to spend a week of time on it. She's going to get a hard no. Everyone's like, eh, I don't care. Right. But all she did was spend a week of time. She got the idea out of her system. And now she knows that like, oh, I'm much more respected in the aviation industry. Maybe I should release an aviation product, right? Like, it's, and then she also learned how to build it, right? So she, uh, you know, uh, PDFs, videos, all that kind of stuff. So she learned some technical skills. And then also, uh, I think she just learned a very valuable lesson. And you're right. Having that hard no was, I, I think, is going to be a very big eye-opening and good learning lesson. I mean, genuinely, the idea of, of just getting something done that worst case scenario you've added a little bit of value to somebody's life maybe somewhere out there you could just get away for free you could do whatever but just having that tiny little thing done is it just feels good and then you can move on you can you know you're creatively free to pursue bigger stuff or you know tackle a new project i think Man. a lot of entrepreneurial people are kind of like that <clears throat> side note i think that i think is relevant 
the very, very first products I sold online were through this, uh, he was a really nice guy, but he was in that kind of internet marketing world. And this was circa like 2009, 2010, where, you know, like that world mm -hmm. was pretty, pretty scammy. It's like push one button to make $35,000 a day. And it's like literally like those were sales pages and stuff. And so this guy kind of sold stuff like that, but his products were legit. Like he built software and he told me, he was just like, I was doing my uh, per personal finance blog, Nev blog. I was mm -hmm. doing all these experiments where I'd like go power wash homes and paint numbers on curbs, like uh, what's now known as a sweaty startup, right? Like right. there's actually sweat involved. And um, and I was doing that and I was just like, forget all this like internet crap. You can go home, like you can go paint <laughs> curbs. Like, especially if you're young, people love like a young hustler. You know what, come back with a couple hundred bucks in a day. I mean, like some people's parents don't make that much money. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking about that and we made this thing that we sent out to all the, this internet marketing list of 100,000 people. And normally this list was getting like, the, the Twitter button that gets you a thousand bucks a day for doing nothing <laughs> yep. and the, the system that tricks Google and it's like super scammy stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna sell them something real that they can yep. they can really get. And it flopped so hard. It got like one sale and the person refunded. And 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 uh, I learned a valuable lesson that that audience wanted that stuff. They really mm -hmm. thought that that was what, what yep. was gonna happen. That's how they were gonna get rich. And so I learned to like kind of appeal to the audience. And I was like, cause I didn't like that audience at all. Um, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought it was a very eye-opening thing, but my first one that we thought was just gonna do so well, just flopped hard and that, I think, and that that's hard your first time that it flops so hard you're just like damn maybe i'm not good at this i mean that's I, I think that's again why a lot of entrepreneurs frankly like i mean i i've done this multiple times in like with food businesses and you think you have stuff perfectly lined up because you, you planned it all in your head and it makes sense but then when you take it to market because you haven't tested it with a real market it doesn't go anywhere so i mean i think that process it was new to a lot of people who joined who were used to doing 100% of the stuff in their heads or, you know, quietly in a cave with a Google Doc, basically. And then just to kind of speak out loud to us first about it and then go test it with a real market was a real it was a real first time process for them. And it was it was uh, I think we're pretty good at it, you know, frankly, inside. I mean, we've done it with so many people, but uh, to just give them quick feedback that's a honest, b you know, pretty direct and blunt and then see usually pretty supportive. Like if we say no to something, we're usually going to be like, no, but you should probably try this. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was a really it was a really kind of healthy way for a lot of people to, to get that uh, that little exposure to their idea. Yeah. And um, speaking of uh, this leads us into the the next point I had written out here, which is um, how all this cohort was just office hours. So <laughs> so let me explain. So we've done a couple of boot camps before and we we uh, Dan made a lot of the slides. I would kind of like split up duties on slides. And so we do the slides and then present them live on a call. OK, so this means we have to send out an email, get people on a call and they watch us present what should be, in my opinion, like a five minute video. <laughs> so yep. so it's just like, hey guys, we're on a Zoom call. How's it going? What's the weather like in Minneapolis? Like, uh, can you hear me? Is this good? Is there any buzzing? So it's like, you do all that and then you watch me present a version live where I only get one shot to do it and there's no editing. And it's, it's kind of stupid in my opinion because I'm like, I could have recorded this and made this a good video that they can watch on their own time. Like there's no reason they have to watch this live. Like we're, we weren't doing anything. Like we did have some questions answered at the end, but it's just like, this could have just been a video. So we decided no live presentations this time. Uh, so for Sell While You Sleep, there was zero live presentations. The only thing we did was uh, we, we made videos in advance that you can watch on your own time and they were edited. So they were, they were better than just like a live presentation. And then 
we showed up to office hours and Dan even did his own private office hours. Uh, I mean, you did it every day the first week. Yeah. And then and I uh, think every other day or every Wednesday or Friday or Monday yep. or something like that, the second week and third week and fourth week. And so if you wanted live personal one-on-one -on -one help, it was kind of like going to, uh, what's it called? When you go to like the TA, the TA sessions, um, in yeah, it's class college again, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's like 200 people in the class and like one person shows up to talk to the professor directly. And it's just like, that's how it was with the office hours. The first couple of times people show up quite a bit, but then at the end, everyone gets help and there's less and less people. So like, I mean, tell us about your, some of your experience when you solo hosted some of those office hours. Like how long did you talk to people? Oh, like a couple of them went like two or three hours. Like, good it was, Lord. It was, it was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's interesting when, when, when you get people who show up with the right kinds of questions, I mean, again, we've been doing this so long for, for so many different types of people. And I think we're pretty good about pacing and, you know, usually keeping things pretty efficient. Um, but when people come up with a real block that's been keeping them back for sort of years, holding them back for years on something, and you can sort of work through the issue a little bit, it's, it's usually not primary thing they'll ask about like why isn't my thing converting here is you know something very practical then maybe it's, it's you know well have you, have you tried this with somebody have you tried you know why are you just selling it this way instead of that way and by asking a couple questions here and there you can really see people start to unlock and then once you do that once or twice and they show up for one call it's almost guaranteed they'll show up for the second one and the third one or they'll at least be consistently you know part of the part of the part of the crowd i think one of the greatest things about this format frankly is the idea that because the same people, the same sort of people tend to show up for, you know, the majority of, of the sessions, they almost form a little like mini community within the community. And then they'll start adding in sort of some of their own, um, you know, feedback for other people. And you get a real like sort of team vibe from it that uh, I, I found uh, incredibly kind of motivating for me personally, but then also like really practically useful for the people around them. Oh, totally. It's it's actually one of the things we talked about, like fostering more of where yeah. um, just getting rid of us almost and letting people just discuss with the Now, there has to be some sort of moderation, right? You can't have someone who's sure. a total newbie with someone who's way high up. But that is something that we we're very interested in, like making friends like you do in college or like a real person class like you, you make friends. Um, one thing, another thing I was very surprised by um, and kind of proud of is we have this forum that kind of powers copywriting course in the, in the back end. And uh, because people post long pieces of copy and then we have to reply and they reply, blah, blah, blah. So we, we have like a pretty powerful forum that we've customized quite a bit. And most people did their entire product through the forum. Um, yep. That was kind of, it reminds me of how like people prefer texting over a phone call, even though a phone call is a far superior way of communicating in my opinion. Um, text message does have a lot of benefits and the you can do it, there's low pressure, you can do it from anywhere, it's always there. So a lot of people completely did everything within the forum. So that was kind of cool. Uh, it, it made a little bit less work for us because there weren't people, as many people in the office hours, it made it easy to give a lot of time. But I mean, did you see that too? Is that just me? Because that's kind of anecdotal, but I saw a lot of people do everything in the forum completely. No, I, I, I think that's actually one of the, one of the like really interesting things about having I think this is where we're kind of unique. It's it's that having the forum there is like one way to participate, and it's 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 a sort of kind of quiet in the background place for you to, to post things to get to your milestones to get to whatever. And then the office hours and you know the the, the cohort sessions where where we're live are opportunities to kind of break through a problem. 
And by balancing the two things out and having two very strong elements on both sides, you get to really kind of develop out your product in a way that is, uh, it, it's, it just makes sense. Like you get answers to a question, you shut up, do the work, then come back with more questions and then kind of go back to the work. And it's a, it, it, that's how people like Sam and a couple others like were able to really kind of accelerate how they, how they built their, their stuff. It was, and to really be honest, there's a, there's a freaking record of it, which is the best. Yes. Cause sometimes, exactly. like, so sometimes if someone asks a question, like even after the, the, the cohort is done, it's like, what, what, what was that again? Like if they did it all over office hours, we have no idea what they're talking about. But since right. it's in the forum, we're like, oh yeah. And you can see the evolution of the product. It's right there, yeah. The other thing about the forum that I like is uh, sometimes people say, well, what about this copy? And on the in the office hours, we do write copy to a degree. But when I'm home by myself answering a question, I can take a lot more time and yep. dedicated thinking towards that rather than like, I'm also juggling a call and there's a Zoom windows and stuff like that going on. So, I, I mean, I was very impressed with the forum and I think it's a very powerful way to run a cohort. And in fact, probably necessary. I don't think people need forums like copywriting course that are so intense on the text. Uh, I think most people just need like, kind of like a Facebook group or circle.so. I think that would be enough like, for them. But for, for writing, yeah, you definitely need a forum that can handle a lot of text in these posts. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Like I've seen a couple of different course uh, sites, like add on a forum as like a sort of afterthought. Like I, I use mm -hmm. this, uh, I, I've been taking these art classses over this website called domestica.org uh, and they, they have uh, like an add on forum where they sort of try to encourage you to post stuff. It doesn't really kind of add much, <laughs> but with, with us, I think the, the key thing is a lot of people here they're asking strategy questions and then they, they have like, okay, now I need to do stuff uh, questions. And those two things that balance of like accountability plus strategy help, it, you, you need that place to actually show the work and get it done. And then that place to actually show up and be like, hey, Neville, how do I do this thing? You know, And then the, the two things work really well together. Yeah, I mean, I've gone through every iteration of forum. It's a, it's a common question I get, like, what forum should I use? It's just like, well, what do you need, right? Because it depends. Yep. Exactly. Uh, a Facebook group suffices, although a lot of people like owning the platform preferably rather than Facebook owning it. Um, and then, you know, you have to be on yeah. Facebook all the time for it. So it gets a little bit distracting sometimes for the users. So I think like stuff like circle.so is pretty cool to, it basically is a Facebook group that you own. Like yes. I think it's just, it, and it kind of like feels like a notion doc more than anything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be a real winner in that space pretty soon. I think it already is just killing it. Um, the other thing is I've used a lot of WordPress forums because most people use WordPress for their blogs. So you think, right. whoa, WordPress plugin, BuddyPress or BBPress or whatever those things are. And so uh, WP40. And so I've used all of those, but the problem is, man, just like managing those and like they're real quirky because yeah. it's like a, a for, an open source forum that's built on top of your uh, specific theme, which you may have customized, which right. is then built on top of WordPress, which is always being updated. And so there's <laughs> like this kind of like house of cards waiting to go yeah. wrong. And I always had this like nagging feeling of uh, <laughs> suspicion that like something was going to be weird, like someone types in a weird character and it screws up the database and brings my whole site down, which has <laughs> happened before. And so I've always been really wary of those forums and just also the administration, like sometimes they look pretty in demos, but when you really start getting hundreds or thousands of people in there, the administration of it gets very dicey. Um, yeah. 
They're not good with spam. They're not good at like moderating comments and stuff like that. It's just all sorts of problems that you don't realize uh, happen. So um, I've been pretty happy with our forum and we, I think we spent a lot of time with it and added a lot of unique features, which is, oh, yeah. which, is which is pretty cool. And, and ultimately, kind of the way I think about it, and I've long told you this, that like, I don't want to think of it as a forum. Like people don't care that like, oh, I'm part of a forum. Like that's not the thing. The end result is like connecting with people and getting their copy rewritten and like making their business better, right? So the forum is like how we address it on our end because that's underlying what it is. But ultimately we want to make it kind of like, a, I don't know, a community slash software, but it is kind of a forum underneath. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I've been around with you for about two years and, and I still don't know what to call it properly, to be honest. Like I, I think there's so much of, of you know, there are, there are labels that you can put on things online where there's got like some baggage with it or people will associate certain things with, Oh, well, it's a, it's, it's X and oh, that means Y. And it, it's, it's just, I, whatever it is, I know the system works pretty damn well. So yeah, well it's okay. Here's what it technically is. It's technically a forum. It's an LMS, a learning management system. It's right. a CMS content management system. I guess those are the same thing. And then it is a forum, a traditional forum. And then it's also now got software components added onto it that are not forum-like and are co totally custom. So a lot of our goal tracking stuff yep. is like that. And then also just like little things like, let's say you paste a lot of text into something. Um, well, the way that it displays links is really weird. So we've had to customize all that. So a lot of people are just like, oh, this works nice. And it's like, oh, there's so much stuff that you don't, you haven't seen like going go on behind the scenes just to get this damn thing to work right. For sure. Yeah. So anyways, so forum... Um, Let's talk about uh, the importance of having a goal for a cohort. Um, so, and, and then and then how we're thinking about the next cohort that we're going to run and what that is. So I thought having a goal and something ultra, ultra specific was extremely important. I think that's kind of the point of a lot of these cohort-based courses. It's like, you're not, it, not like you're going to learn copywriting. Okay, what does that mean? I have no idea. That's a lot of interpretations, not concrete enough. So for sell while you uh, sleep, it was like, you are going to be selling a digital product for around $10 or, or more or less on Gumroad or AppSumo. It was that simple. Yep. Like that, that, I, that was it. At the end, you're gonna have this. Um, that, that was that was the aspiration, right? That's what you're working towards. And so um, it was pretty simple to see like, you know, where are you? And we even had like a tracking sheet and stuff where you can track people. Um, so people know exactly where they stand. What did you think of having a goal? Would you modify that or how do you think about it? I think it's essential. I think like there's, there's, it's fine to say that you want to kind of just show up and join copywriting course in general in order to generally grow your business. And I think that's perfectly reasonable over, over, you know, the long period of time, but in terms of a short-term project-based, you know, uh, cohort, I guess <laughs> to go back to that word, it's, it's really important to have an end goal that, you know, you're working towards that's practical, that is business oriented, that is, you know, very much something that you can measure because I, I think it's, if you're showing up to learn a skill, it, it, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a lot of soft factors kind of coming into it, but to show up to a cohort, knowing that you're going to end with an asset, I keep going back to that word, you know, to, to have that asset that you have in hand, it, a feels good to just have it done, you know, B it, it forces you to, 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 usually speed up how you work and then go through some of your decisions a little bit better. And then it also gives us a chance to sort of all talk around the, uh, you know, uh, the overall relationships a, a little bit better because that way, you know, that 
I'm going to push you on, you know, actually getting stuff done according to the milestones. And I'm not just being some random drill sergeant <clears> for no reason. Like we've got, we've got things to accomplish here. That's why people join. It's a lot <clears> like <throat> why we have curriculums and classes and we have, you know, <clears> we're working <throat> towards tests. Otherwise it would just be this open-ended thing that only some people work well under, I think, but this way everybody ends with something very positive. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the next cohort. But I, before before we talk about that, like I don't want to make this like a promotion or anything. I, I think it's just like kind of like how we thought about it. Mm-hmm. Is uh, we we came out with a, a whole list of cohorts, right? A bunch of goals we could help people achieve based on what we've done inside a copywriting course. And the next one that we were gonna do, and we were kind of just gonna do it. And I'm glad we did the beta test because man, oh, I yeah. learned a hell of a lot. <laughs> So Dan kind of spearheaded this, so I'll let you talk about some of that. But like originally we wanted to do a website redo. I had this idea a long time ago where it's like, let's redo the top five pages on your on your website. Like if you sell something online, let's redo the top five pages. So that'd be an about page, a sales page, a product page, um, the welcome page, sign up page, something like that, right? Whatever the top five are. And we were like, yeah, that makes total sense. Let's start doing it. We drafted up a doc, the whole out, like we have the whole like a curriculum, all that kind of crap. <laughs> And then we're just like, wait a second. So are we gonna spend like one week talking about about pages? And then like, what if someone's like a woman's coach versus a guy who's selling a piece of B2B software? Is that the same about page? Because in my opinion, it's like similar, but not like, it's very different, right? It's same, same, but different. Exactly. So, so so tell us how you how you thought about that and, and, and like the yeah. transition to what it is now. No, like, I mean, this is now the second time that we've ran beta tests for a course like this. And in that first round too, for Sell While You Sleep, we also did a ton of pivoting just because we we thought we had something good and then putting it in front of prospective students, we saw that a good idea on paper is not necessarily something that is going to be teachable in, a, in an efficient way. It results to, in a, a blank stare on Zoom and you're like, okay, well, that's, that's they're the not key. having it. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, like that's like, I, I used to do a ton of like a sort of uh, customer buyer, buyer interviews for, for brands. And I would always like to try to get on a Zoom call with somebody rather than just a regular phone call. You can hear it in somebody's voice, but you can literally see it on a Zoom call when somebody's eyes gla- sort of glaze over. I think you sent me a message while, while we were on the last cohort and uh, <laughs> sort of say like, yeah, no, this is, uh, we're done here. Look, they're, they're not feeling they, it. They glazed no. over. Uh, I saw, boom, and uh, it, it's it's true. So I think that having that that open mindedness is good. I think having the beta test is is a good idea in general. If you're just going to have it's, a, it's like a smaller market test, you know. And if you're open to that, you know that it could be a possibility. You should watch out for it. Well, you can ask your 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 prospective students literally what do they want, what do they need, and having that sort of you know primary suggestion about this this website redo was a starting point. And then it led to people saying, well, you know what I really need help with is my emails. And then it sort of led to that being the new focus. And we, we spoke more about it. And then uh, we came to this uh, sort of idea based off of the glazing overness, the, you know, people sort of not feeling the website redo as an idea to something that they were very excited about. And that's to uh, build an email autoresponder campaign that results in a sale. And, and the funny thing is, is I, I've done this three times, I believe. And we did a thing called the autoresponder class. Uh, that was before I even knew the word cohort. And, and we basically say, we're going to make you three autoresponder emails that, that you can use to either sell anytime. So you can like click start sequence and it just goes off or you can welcome people to it. Basically just like a, a sequence where it's like by the end of the course, you're going to have an autoresponder set up on whatever email service you have. They all have that yep. feature. And you're going to have three preloaded emails. 
And um, I think it was like three to five or whatever it was each time. But that that was the whole thing. And it's kind of funny that people just came back to that same idea. It's just like one of those ideas that like works. And I think it's a, a concept like, I don't know if I picked this up somewhere. I don't know where I picked it up, but it's like closer to the money. So imagine like a stream of money. It's like, well, if you redo someone's about page, does that directly make them money? And like, sure, you can argue for it, but it's not as good as just like, if I send out an email to your 10,000 person email list and it makes $10,000, like that's, it clearly made you money, right? So uh, I think we're actually gonna charge a little bit more for this one, maybe 50% more than we did with the sell while you sleep because our, our value proposition for sell while you sleep was like, we'll help you make a small digital product you make 10 bucks on, <laughs> right? So we weren't, we weren't that close to the big money, whereas this, we can potentially make you tons of sales. So whenever we've uh, done email sequences for people, it, it's something that goes out to all your customers and makes a lot of money usually. And so I think we're gonna charge more for this one and it'll be similar where by the end, you will have an autoresponder set up for whatever product or service that you're selling. Exactly, and I think that's a, that's a really important concept to come, sort of come back to. And one of the reasons why we're trying to do this with cohorts that result in a result for the student, I guess, is uh, is, mm -hmm. is important because if, if we do that, essentially, let's say you're a student, you wanna come in, if we tell you, okay, now spend the next six months sort of like clicking around uh, wherever and then, you know, painting a pretty picture here and there, uh, you know, I mean, could you improve your skills? Probably, sure. Uh, but it's 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 open-ended, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable. But if we say to you, look, welcome, uh, for the next month, we're gonna run you through something that really results in something that you can, uh, that either has a dollar sign attached to it and or you can use over and over and over again in the future as a key part of your business, then I think that's, and then after that, we can continue to work on your copy. And after that, we can continue to optimize things. And after that, we can continue to help you with strategy. Then I think that's an important front load of value uh, that people get up, you know, uh, as, as, soon as, they, as soon as they join. And- yeah. Yeah. So, so one of the things I was excited about this one was that uh, we have plenty of time to pre-make a lot of the material. Yes. And some of the material is kind of taught in the copywriting course already. It comes with autoresponder classes and stuff already. But we're going to make it specifically to where it's like quick and short to digest. Like I don't want long videos, short as possible. They, they write out their autoresponders and then we redo them, right? And so the thing I'm excited about the most is that we're going to do the office hours only thing. So we let the robot, which is like, you know, the video system, uh, do all the teaching. And then we, the humans, just do what we're good at, which is writing, editing, talking to people, making friends, having fun, right? So I'm kind of excited like to do that same type. I felt like the stress level was way down. And honestly, it was just like, this is more fun and easy. And every time we got on a call, I was kind of looking forward to it because I got to talk to people instead of just being like, oh, I'm gonna just repeat this presentation I made. Well, I mean, you know, one of the most frustrating things, I think, on the teacher side of things, on the the relationship, is when you have an idea that you know about that you're you're trying to teach, I guess, and then the students just don't understand, like, basically where to start or how to get to the next step or, or you know, keep on coming back to very basic questions that don't, you know, that, that, that are, are stuck, basically. It's it's really frustrating, and it's, it's, it's the job of the teacher to kind of move past that, but... If you have people who can't, then the, you know there's something wrong there. But by by making something really specific like this, it's almost like teaching an exercise that is, I think, it, it's not that it's a no fail thing. I think it's 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 something where it's very very clear 
what to do next. It's very clear how to get there. And then if you do get stuck somewhere, that's the key part of why 90% of the, of the cohort is in office hours format. You can come to us with those questions. And I mean, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that we will move you past whatever, you know, you're, 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 you're stuck on. We've done that now with regular members every week, sometimes multiple times a week, um, you know, in regular office hours and writing sessions. And we do that with a lot of people. We know how to make things simple and doable. And I think that's the key here is that we, the whole exercise is to make it simple, doable, and then, you know, finishable. Also, I think we're pretty good at this stuff. Like this is what we yeah. do in the forum every day, right? Yeah. And there's, there's myself, you and other writers that are in there every day giving feedback also, as well as other students that give feedback too. And so I think it's just like kind of right up our alley to, to help people with this. Also, it's one of those quite, uh, things that people have uh, ruse in, in the in the forum. We did a beta test with her and she was like, the original way I found Neville was I hired him for consulting to do yep. this exact same thing for me. And this is just way cheaper than hiring a one-on-one sessions over and over and over again. And so it's kind of what we do already. So I was kind of happy that like everything led back to this uh, I was kind of sad that like our website thing didn't work as well. Like, but after beta testing it with people and like no one cared, I was like, whoa, okay, that that's a sign. That's definitely a sign. So I'm also excited to see what results we get from this cohort. Cause I think this cohort will have the highest money results. Yes. Meaning if someone's launching a product or they, they never have, like, there's a lot of people that come to us. They're like, you have 17,000 customer emails. I've never sent them anything. And you're like, uh, okay, yeah, let's get on that. Yeah, so <laughs> I think we could create them some really good emails and also just get them in this habit of sending out emails. Whereas a lot of people think it's very difficult. And in fact, we've like, I've been involved with you know AppSumo and the Hustle. These are gigantic newsletters and created like the style for these. It's like, it's actually not that hard to create some of these things. So I'm pretty excited to see what results we get. And at the moment we're calling autoresponder that sells uh, uh, ATS. And that will start in June, 2021. So it, it'll be fun for the next month, creating all the content for that and then promoting that. And um, I think one cool thing that we did, and I discussed this with Dan, is that all our marketing material should be pre-written on an autoresponder and we don't do anything to launch it. And I think that'd be really fun because like it's it's talking about autoresponders while sending out an autoresponder to sell this this autoresponder stuff. I think it'd just be really meta to be like, yeah, I didn't write this right now. I didn't write this today. I, uh, you know, three weeks ago, Neville wrote this. I, I mean, so I think it'd be really fun like that. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I think that's hilarious, but like it, it, it's true that, you know, you know, showing not telling, as you often say, is is the key to a lot of this stuff. And I think that, you know, one of the, one of the just to add it to another point uh, in terms of the cohort is that we are literally in there with you working on our own stuff at the same time. So by, you know, with the digital product thing, we were building and selling our own digital products while helping other people with theirs. So you could see our thought processes as we ran into our own failures and our own, okay, now I'm going to pivot off of this idea. I'm going to work on that idea. And the same thing kind of goes here with the autoresponder. I don't know about you, Neville, but like, I'm going to be writing my own autoresponder during the course as well. So I, I totally forgot that we did that for sell while you sleep. We yeah. made a product with everyone else. A bunch of products. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Great idea. I, I, I will start getting on something that I can sell. Um, I would love that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, the, the funny thing too, is I think I'm going to connect back to, to sell while you sleep and sell some of the digital products that I, ah, there you go. There See? you go. Hey, it all connects. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, one of the things about autoresponders that <laughs> I, I kept telling you this, but it's like anytime I talk to people about autoresponders, they never get as excited about me. And I think I just have so much experience with them, but they do get excited about the idea of passive income. And I'm like, dude, you realize that passive income is autoresponders. So if you're doing passive income, at least in the digital marketing way, it usually means that there's some sort of like marketing going out while you sleep, right? Some sort of previous yep. marketing you created that goes out and the robot sends it out. And that's what autoresponders does. It's timed emails, that's it. So it'll say on this date, send this email, on this date, send this email, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It does the whole thing for you. In fact, uh, there was one time me and my family went to India and we were on a lot of flights and uh, let's just say internet is spotty at best. And you, you and even if you get internet, like you can't like load up images and stuff sometimes. So I remember doing a big launch while I was in India and it completely ran on its own. And, and all I did was answer support emails, but everything ran on its own. Like I pre-scheduled it out. That's awesome. And I just thought like that was like the neatest thing in the world. I was just like, wait, I'm not doing anything right now, but there's all this activity happening and all these sales being made. And I just thought that was just the most fascinating thing in the world. Um, so hopefully we can show people some autoresponders and their sheer power. Um, even though it's just, it's just email on a timer. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, to, to be totally honest, I, not to like overhype or, or, you know, maybe be too general, but I, I, I think this is one of the most important aspects of having an online business. It's not, everybody knows that email marketing is probably the most valuable in terms of ROI channel that you can have. And it, in general, uh, I think the the stat is something like forty four times. You get yeah forty four. It's times ridiculous, ROI. yeah, compared to anything crazy. else. Yeah. Right, so it, it is very valuable. But then when I see people, when I've worked with clients who basically need help on a general, they, they turn around, and they say, "Look, we're selling, but we're not doing enough. Where do we start?" I always go back to email first, and I often see that they don't have autoresponders properly set up. And by then they just have a random email where they're just blasting out stuff every so often, and they're wondering why it's not it's not awesome. <laughs> and mm. it's one of the first things to do is basically, here's an autoresponder you welcome people with, here's an autoresponder you sell stuff with. Pretty simple, but most people don't get it right. And by doing this version of it, I think uh, I think we're going to have something that's really going to help out a bunch of people who, uh, you know, who, who join. I mean, also one, one kind of funny thing, I guess I'm just so jaded by it because I, I know them <laughs> so well, but it's kind of funny how people think that this is some magic thing that this is very difficult to set up. Like there's some sequence you need to know, like complicated math or something to learn this type of thing. I'm just like, it's literally an email like you send in Gmail, but on a timer, that's it. There's nothing crazy about it. There's some like basic rules, like send this one two days after that one. Like that's it. Like there's, there's nothing complex. We're not doing advanced segmentation. We're not doing any of that crazy stuff. It's just basic stuff. Um, and then the first time they all set it up, then it's like, Everyone I've helped set this up is like a convert after that. But there, there's 100%. like no one that's like, yeah, that didn't work. That's not good. <laughs> it, it always works. It just always works. So I'm pretty excited. So if, if anyone's interested in that uh, that cohort in June, uh, I believe we have a page, copywritingcourse.com slash ATS, the so autoresponder that sells, ATS. And you can sign up for a little wait list over there if you'd, if you'd like to get something uh, rewritten. So um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of products and services people sell. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super curious to see. And I think we'll have an extremely high compliance rate for this one. Um, I honestly think to get someone to finish Sell While You Sleep was much harder than this one's going to be. Probably. And I mean, the interesting thing is just what I like about, again, these project-based cohorts is that 
you do get a wide range of people who come with different like physical products or services or, you know, and it's a chance to see how people work through their many sort of business positioning and sales problems and mm -hmm. finish with something real. So I do agree that running through the digital product thing was fantastic to train some people just to finish a digital product, but then having an email sequence, I mean, this is the stuff that is, it's at the core of like my own sort of consulting stuff. It's, it's what I believe in this the most out of pretty much anything for an online business. So it, the other thing is like, and I've tried real hard to like limit myself cause I get real excited about the subject. I I've tried to not go into all the other things you can do with an autoresponder. Right. So I think I'll probably include that as kind of a little like an aside, but we'll stick to our main focus sales emails. But one of the cool things about autoresponders is especially even for traffic. Like if you have a blog, um, one of the things I noticed with my first blog, Nev blog, is I would spend all this time, all this money, go through all this stuff to, to put out a blog post and you get the spike of traffic. And then what happens is it falls down after you recoil for a few mm -hmm. days and make another post. And this cycle keeps going, right? And, and you just can never like get ahead. Uh, you're always like trying to get back to that, like, oh, I got another post, I got another post, I got another post. But then what happens is new people come to your blog and they don't see all of your content right away, right? They're not gonna see 500 posts you made. They're gonna look at the last couple and, and that's it. Instead, if you capture their email, what I started doing was I took all the banger posts, all the ones that were really good, because you know some of them are not. <laughs> and uh, I just got rid of those. And, and the really good ones, I would just load up into an email autoresponder. And every two days, or at the time, I think it was every week I would send it, um, they would get a new post from my archive of really good stuff. And it was kind of funny, like people would email me being like, dude, how do you write so much good stuff? And it's like, it's easy if you take your five year history of writing, you know, and condense it into, you know, six months, it, it's much easier. And so, um, and that started making that when I started doing that with copywriting course originally, like our, our traffic just kept going up and up and up and up because all the old people would also see all those uh, old articles yeah. that were still good. And then they would say like, oh, I can link this. And that would get us more SEO traffic. That would get us more traffic all around. And then I would stay top of mind. It's just, and this was all from a silly autoresponder that I just copied and pasted posts from. Like, that's it. Like, I mean, it, th this isn't complex stuff. That's the so, power of it, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, timed email, that's it. Like, it, it's kind of crazy that something so simple can be so powerful. Anyways, so next cohort is in June, 2021. Um, and basically we'll get you your first email autoresponder sequence set up on any platform of your choice. I mean, I think most people are gonna use like Aweber, ConvertKit, MailChimp. Right. Right, like that's probably going to be the bulk of it. Mm -hmm. um, they all kind of do the exact same things now. <laughs> like there's no differentiation yeah. in my opinion, like not much. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, cool. Yeah. So if you want to join uh, copywritingcourse.com slash ATS, we'll have a little bit more information over there. And I'm excited to try this and see what people come up with. Same here. It's going to be great. Cool. Thanks, Dan, for joining. Uh, my name is Neville Medora from Copywriting Course, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye.